Hello, you are on the Transfer Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Tunde Kele Agbola. On this podcast, we look at the life of Jesus Christ, his apostles, men who are examples in the old covenant times and men in contemporary times of the faith that is common to us all, which they foreshadowed or gave us an example of. And our goal is to glean wisdom from their life and experiences and apply them contextually when we find ourselves in similar situations in our day. For those of us, the end of the age has come unto us, as the Bible said. My prayer is that through this podcast, the Holy Spirit will speak to you and you will find wisdom for living as you follow the Lord and His ways. God bless you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You are on the Transfer Podcast. I'm your host, Tunde Agbola. With me are my friend, Oloye Deodeale, who is a co-host of this podcast. And we've been having this conversation for a while now. And I hope you guys have been following us and enjoying the natural flow with which we just look at scriptures and come up with issues and thought as we feel the Holy Spirit is giving to us real time. Uh, This is not supposed to be a preaching moment. Sometimes we preach, sometimes we encourage Sometimes we speak words and sing as it comes, but we just want to be natural people having conversation on this wonderful book that the Lord had given to humanity as a compass for us to navigate life. We're still in Genesis chapter 16, looking at the life of Abraham and the accident, as my friend would call it, that happened on his journey of faith, where it seems like due to a delay in childbearing, and the barrenness of his wife Sarai, Abraham decided to oblige and listen to the voice of Sarai to go and have intimate contact with Uga, a conjugal intercourse with her that led to something that I think has remained a problem to today. We are not coming here standing as a judge on the seat of Moses over Abraham. <laughs> We're simply looking and saying, Lord, this could be me. Because Abraham is human. This could be you. Sarai is a woman. What is it that we can learn so that we don't fall where they fell? So that we can scale through the pitfalls that befell them in our own life. Oloede, what is yeah, your initial uh, thought on today's podcast yeah i am i'm just going to say thank you for uh making it clear that um we we're not uh we're not here to judge um the men and women of faith number one and we're in fact not here to preach about it actually this is not a a, a chapter of the bible that i that i want to preach on if, if I had opportunity, I would even yeah, like, avoid the conversation. Like we were joking, right? Yeah. It's as if every time we are getting to all these very complicated uh, texts, by somehow coincidence or divine coordination, we just maybe always take one or two weeks of break from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> as though we are trying to avoid it. Avoid it, but uh, 
But seriously, it was not deliberate. All of these are never deliberate. But maybe God is always saying, I need to prepare you guys for this application. <laughs> so I'll knock both of you out. You have to, you won't be able to do the podcast for two weeks. And then when you come, you're, you're already humble enough to, to delve in correctly. Already, sorry, continue. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. I mean, that that's exactly what I'm trying to say that... Um, um, and, and I think it makes sense because we were not people who have had it all figured out, right? We've, I mean, if, if you take the conversation towards marriage, we've, each of us have only been married for about a decade, right? There are about approximately, um, plus or minus, right? Yeah, it's so, it's we're, yeah, we're not, it's not like we're, <laughs> we're saying that we're expert here. We're just people having conversations. And uh, we are open. That's why we are open to receive feedback um, on when you listen to the podcast, when you visit our website, and you uh, pick up some points from there. Let's know your thoughts on this, because then um, that's the essence of doing this in a community. Um, Absolutely. Again, Absolutely. I love being here again. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Oluyede. And with that, let's see what again we can we can clean. I'm sure if you listen to the last episode, you will see that we were kind of rambling and and going around trying to find what is the best way to make sense of Sarai's decision and Abraham's decision. But we concluded by noting that, first of all, we should see that they're humans. And Mm. because they're human, it seems that they interpreted God's delay as God's denial. Uh, It seems, at least Sarai, it seems that she interpreted God's process and path as a prevention Mm. of her having a child. And that wisdom we must glean very strongly. And like already said in the last episode, the fact that God promised, and it seems not to be happening at your own timing, does not mean that the promises of God have failed. In fact, I think it was last week that I was having devotion with my uh, my my family, and one of my sons was asking that same question about when God promised and things seems not to be happening when He promised. And we were, we were, we began to see from the scripture when Peter was talking about people saying, where is the promise of Christ and of his coming? The word has always remained the way it has been. And yeah. we saw that sometimes when God waited is because he wanted more people to be saved. And yeah. so it, 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 and so there's always a, a, a reason. There's a mindset. God is pondering something, not as a way of trying to figure out, but as a way of uh, preparing us and the process to what he promised and so it might look like he delayed again that would be another way for me to say go to my book behold i make all things new there's a whole chapter i think chapter 12 where i dealt with this kind of things and again our also coming book that is coming that we're working on together we haven't decided the title we're also dealing with some of this paradox and this tension and i think we have so many peas that kept popping out and today also a lot of peas have been popping out <laughs> in this conversation so we, we we can see from here that these experience of sarai and abraham we can relate but we have to learn from them and see that god always has a plan and a purpose behind every pain that he allows and every delay that we seem to be seeing already yeah um so Perhaps we can read um, the first uh, few verses. Um, yeah, maybe one to four, actually, just in case okay. someone um, is listening to this one for the very first time. One to four, um, probably that's so, where our conversation will go today. Okay, do you want to read or you want me to read? 
Yeah, I can go. I can read. I can read. All right. Yeah, please go I ahead. Have, yes. I have I have NIV and um, chapter one of Genesis chapter 16, verse one, actually. Now Sarai, Abraham's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian slave named Agar. So she said to Abraham, the Lord has kept me from having children. Go. Sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Abraham agreed to what Sarah said. So after Abraham had been living in Canaan 10 years, Sarai took Sarai his wife took her Egyptian slave, Agar, and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Agar and she conceived when she knew she was pregnant she began to despise her mistress that is powerful uh okay all right do you have something you want to say on that yeah so i i mean in the last um, episode i wonder how I missed that part because there's a question I'm supposed to ask you there. Okay. <laughs> if you don't have right. answers, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> we're, we're human, right? So, so she said to Abraham, the Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can build a family through ah. I'm wondering. Ah, go sleep with my slave. Where is the I mean, in my limited knowledge? I think um, um, women will be happy to share anything, but not, but not their matrimonial bed. Yeah. If I can use it that way. So, is it that there there was a prayer? There there was a prayer outside that was bigger, so big that um, Sarah wouldn't mind doing the seemingly impossible seemingly difficult she she's it's okay yeah let's do it yeah yeah i mean think i i don't know i don't have the answer but i can speculate depending on the culture of the day right if the culture of the day it's prevalent i remember abraham and sarai they were not people of god by birth they came from mesopotamia so and they were idol worshippers and you and i know that where we both came from way back before the gospel began to permeate the culture men can have multiple wives right mm. so if we, we, we factor that into the equation then maybe in those days except that abraham have come to know the, the god that we now call the god of abraham isaac and jacob maybe it was it was it was acceptable but it will have to be the choice of the woman, knowing that this lady is a servant, not somebody Abraham found and wanted to marry. So I don't know the answer, but that's my speculation. If that is the case, so maybe Sarah felt the pressure so much and felt, you know what? Yeah, if this can make me have children, because I guess maybe then being a servant to a person means that, in a sense, they're your property, or maybe they they keep. I don't know. It's mm. it's that complicated, right? Yeah, and, yeah. But in the end, what 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 is the main issue is the fact that Abraham accepted, right? 
God gave him a promise. And I understand that that promise is with Sarah as we read in the New Testament. The Bible says, even Sarah, and I'm, I mean, I'm going to bring up something really very, very, um, it might be controversial, but very, very serious here. Very, just shortly. And the promise is oh, not just for Abraham, it included Sarai. And so, for Sarai to, to think that it is going to come from Agar is why I said I don't understand her psychology. Maybe that explains the reason why. Maybe she, you know, remember when Esau sold his birthright to Jacob? Mm. So maybe by her own volition, she did something. No wonder God still blesses us. We'll read later in that verse. Agar and Ishmael and his entire descendant. Because it's almost like by 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 impartation or what you might call identification. So Riley literally gave a measure of the blessing of Abraham also on Hagar. Mm. You, see, you see what I'm saying? And mm. and so in the end, I think it might just be the culture of the day. So, but here is, here is what I wanted to bring out before I, I, I give the um, platform back to you to speak. It's that when we read the New Testament, how do I say this? The Bible didn't portray in Romans 4 as though Sarai or Abraham had moments of doubt or moments of concluding that maybe God will not give them children. In a sense, they really did not. They just doubted how he would do it. Because he said they never wavered at the promise of God. And Sarah did not consider the deadness of her own womb, right? Mm. But it seems that at this moment in time, she really did. So I feel like God sometimes probably looks at the big picture of our experience with him not just a, just a small detail in when he's reporting he's giving an account of our experiences and how we work with him i don't know how to explain this but like this moment seems to have fees, uh, to have been lost in the account of the new testament of the experience of sarah and abraham of course galatians talk about it but i'm saying when romans was reporting about their faith he said they didn't waver at the promise of God. And you could say, yeah, maybe they didn't because uh, they believe God said he was going to give them children. Maybe they confused the promise of God for the process by which God was going to do it. And they got the wrong theology to, to support them to do that. Anyway, I, I'm just thinking out loud here that that tension exists there, but it brings about the complication of the human life and the benevolence of God in how he relates with us and many, many times overlook many things that we do that if we are beginning to count sin, who will stand? Really. Mm. Yeah, Tunde, I think this is really this is really good and it, it might as well be the the meat of the matter for today. Um, because what I'm what I'm interpreting uh, <clears throat> what you're saying is about how the goodness of God does not really depend on our own frailty now um and i think to bring it home what it means is that those who may be listening to us today there is no basis for the devil or even flesh or even fellow humans to tell you that your work with god is over there's no basis 
there's no basis for anyone to tell you that you can't be great again in the hands of God. There's no, there's no basis. You can say that again. You can say there's that no times, basis. No yeah, basis. yeah. There, 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 there is no basis, and I, I can give you an example in the New Testament as well with a couple of them. But maybe to just mention, um, when John the Baptist, right, on his path yes. to destiny, when uh, right on the action point, while he was standing for the truth, I mean, this is not like he even uh, committed any offense against God. He was incarcerated. Mm. But there came a moment where he was asking question as a as human, right? It seems to, if you allow us use that word, it seems to have some element of doubt to the things that he was previously certain about. Yes, yes. So he moved from the early stage of saying, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. To the point where he's asking please 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 go and meet that fellow ask him is he the one to come or should we wait for another it's very interesting that even after his disciples have gone to meet jesus right with mm -hmm. that conversation and he gave him a rest they gave them a response to go back and tell him Jesus actually showered encomiums on, mm. on, on John the Baptist. Mm. Mm. As, if, as if to say that moment of doubt was just done in passing. So wow. rather than dwelling, rather than dwelling on our point of failure, we should see the bigger picture. This is not a license to remain down. This is not yes. a license to play with sin, but we are mm. saying it is also not a license for the devil. To put a as 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 a preacher said recently, it's not a license for the devil to put a full stop where God had only introduced a comma. Yeah. Wow, I like that. And I think, like you said, this is the high point of today's podcast. In this kingdom, there is no room for condemnation if you are walking in the spirit at the moment. Let me put it this way. What I what you and I or anybody does yesterday remains a yesterday if you are walking in the right path today amen and you have come to the lord for the cleansing blood of jesus christ there may be consequences because of the actions of the past but before god as you have come through the washing cleansing blood of the lamb and you are now walking in the spirit bible says the blood of jesus cleanses us from all sins if we walk in the light so the point is not to wallow and stay condemned and depressed in the error of the past. The point is to start today to never repeat the error of the past and walk in the light. To support what you're saying, there are two people I will bring to the table right now. Both who are close to the Lord Jesus. They walked with him. In one case, the one died of condemnation. In the other, the one got convicted and now became one of the apostles that we celebrate till death. Mm. Judas and Peter. Mm. In fact, Judas's, I mean, Peter's experience showed us again the, the magnanimity and the goodness and the foresight of God in how he deals with us. Hallelujah. 
Jesus knew Peter was going to deny him. In fact, Peter was so sure that it's impossible. I loved you too much. In fact, do you remember in John 6, Jesus, I said, to whom else shall we go? You alone have the word of eternal life. So how will I deny you now? Forget it. But Jesus, knowing by, by the spirit of prophecy and by the foreknowledge of his divinity, that Peter was going to do it. But he said, but when thou hast returned, Peter, strengthen your brethren. God was already foreseen his return, not his fall. Hallelujah. God was already on the resurrection side of every fall. Oh, God is already on the resurrection side of every death. So, brother, mm. sister, you're human. It's, it's not a license to sin. It's not a license to go into error. It's not a license to, to, to forsake the will of God. In fact, you do yourself a lot of harm to do that. But should it happen? Should an eager have come into your life? Should your wife have given you advice that you followed that led you into error? Should you have led your wife into an, a pitfall? Should your husband have led you into a moment where you're like, wow, this was not me? Don't wallow in the sin and don't stay condemned. Get the conviction. Step out. Step forward. Walk with the Lord because the God we serve is the God of the new creation. He has a way of making the old to go away. He said, in fact, he said, I am doing a new thing and now it will spring forth. Mm. I think it's an encouragement for somebody. Your downfall of the past is over. Today is a new beginning. Pick up your, the word of God. Go to the Lord and begin a fresh journey with him. Olede, one last word before we end this podcast. Yeah, I, I think I just rejoice. I just rejoice in how much of God's word we have heard, right? I want to encourage everyone, take that step wherever you are at the point where you are listening to this. Have that conversation with God God as your father. The one is not who is not right necessarily there waiting to give you knock. The one who wants to help you in your journey. So if you consider him your father, speak to him about where you are in your own journey today. I am sure that you're going to wake up on the brighter side. Thank you. Thank you so much, Olede. And thank you, everyone listening. I hope you've been encouraged, edified, built up, and strengthened to continue on this pilgrimage journey. Because it is not he who started, but there's a finishing line. Even if you have to crawl, if you have to roll, if you have to fly, if you have to take one step slow, set your eyes on the finishing line, which is to be in the place of glory, working with the Lord till the end. Don't give up. Don't draw back to perdition. Because the Lord is waiting for you on the other side of the race. Shalom. God bless you. <laughs>